today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. I think if we're honest with ourselves, we would have to admit that our lives are just loud and busy. And there's so many things clamoring for our attention. And it's like we're seeing in the Song of Solomon, oh, it's just so poetic and magnificent. Come away. Come away. Just get away. Come with me. Come away with me. For many of us, life moves at lightning speed. We're quickly moving from one thing to the next. But is this what is best for you? Today, Pastor J.D. challenges you to slow down, spend some time with God. He shares that going in fast forward doesn't allow you to listen for the Lord. You need quiet to hear His still, small voice. Now be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in 2 Timothy chapter 2 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. He says that if this athlete doesn't go according to the rules, they're disqualified. What's he saying? Well, he's saying that, picture this with me, and this is just the way my mind is wired, and so I know they have clinical terms for this, but... Unless you have a better one, you can tell me afterwards, right? So you've got this runner in a race. Let's say it's at the Olympics. Let's, you know, well, really, let's, if we're going to go, let's just go big or go home. Okay, you're at the Olympics, and it's the, what do what they have, the 100-yard dash? You're watching these athletes. I mean, they've been training all their lives for this moment. There they are at the starting line, right? And the gun goes off, and poof, out of the chute they go, and they start running. And then this one guy all of a sudden cuts through the track to get to the, what what is he doing? He's breaking the rules. I know. He's disqualified. That's the point. He's trying to take a shortcut. He's cheating. That's dishonest. That's what Paul's talking about. He's talking about the paramount importance of integrity and purity in the life of a Christian. You know what the rule book is? It's right here. It's right here. This is the rule book. Are we running the race we call the Christian life according to the Word? This is going to actually dovetail into our last one that I want to spend the remainder of our time on. Oh, how I wish I could stand before you today and say to you that there are shortcuts in the Christian life. There isn't. Doesn't that just, I mean, make our flesh salivate? Just the thought of it? Hey, here's an easier way. Really? How? Oh, I'll take it. Where do I sign? Sold. Laziness. Spiritual laziness. This last one is perhaps one of the most important of all. Because here Paul 
says, and I want you to notice the key word here, the hardworking farmer. Not just a farmer. Well, this is a hardworking farmer. And I'll just tell you, having grown up in a small farm town, Tico, Washington, wheat, lentils, really small town, farm town. Those farmers work hard. Oh, wow, they're hard workers, those farmers. They have to be, or they're not going to survive, let alone thrive. So here Paul is now, he goes from a good soldier to an honest athlete who's going according to the rules, now to a hard-working farmer. I don't know if it's possible to overstate the importance of this, but spiritual laziness in the life of a Christian is dangerous and perilous. You know that proverb, we always understand it and see it, and rightfully so in the context of material labor, but all hard work leads to profit, but mere talk only to poverty. You know the proverb, right? Have you ever saw that in the spiritual sense? It presupposes that one knows that the Christian life is hard work. It's not for wimps. (laughs) The Christian life requires both diligence and vigilance. It's hard. I want to draw your attention to verse 7. This, I mean, to me, it just seems to sum it all up. Everything that heretofore in the first six verses the Apostle Paul is writing, I mean, he's, he's pouring, think of it this way, he's pouring out his heart to Timothy whom he loves as a son. And he knows that his days are numbered. It's not going to be long before he's martyred, and he will be. And his parting words to Timothy, because he knows that Timothy, how do you think Timothy receives this? Oh, I know, he's crushed. The Apostle Paul was a father. He fathered him in the faith, and now it's not going to be long before I'm not going to have him anymore. And he wants to prepare me for that which is prepared for me. And he's telling me, he's warning me really, these are the things that you need to do. These are the the things you need to avoid because they are dangerous. You know, you can flip every single one of these that we've looked at around the other way, and you've got, I mean, you talk about grace instead of legalism, selflessness instead of selfishness, How about being entangled? (laughs) I mean so committed, undivided, unflinching loyalty. Nothing moves me, nothing distracts me, nothing shakes me, nothing phases me. My eyes are on the prize. Oh, what about this? Not interested. How about the good soldier? Probably should have spent a little bit more time on that. You'd be hard-pressed to hear a sermon on suffering, right? 
That's not going to have a draw, is it? I mean, what if I titled this sermon, How to Be a Good Suffering Soldier? Oh, would you look at the time? (laughs) What day is that? Oh, too bad. Busy that day. In verse 7, Paul writes, Reflect on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all of this. I have to confess that this is a hard one for me personally. I'm just being open with you. I hope it doesn't make you uncomfortable. I hope you don't see me differently, but this is a struggle for me, and I'll explain what I mean. Quieting my very busy life and just listening and reflecting and thinking and certainly praying for insight doesn't come easy for me. I think if we're honest with ourselves, we would have to admit that our lives are just loud and busy. And there's so many things clamoring for our attention. And it's like we're seeing in the Song of Solomon, oh, it's just so poetic and magnificent. Come away. Come away. Just get away. Come with me. Come away with me. Some things I want to tell you. Some things I want to show you and speak to you, but I can't. Because the volume of your life is just turned up so loud. And when I speak, I speak in that still, small voice of the Holy Spirit. And I'm not going to compete with the other voices. I'm not going to turn up my volume. No, you got to turn down that volume. If you want to hear me, you need to get quiet. You know, we live in a day and age, and I'm not going to start in on social media, though I could. You know I could. I won't. But it's as one said so eloquently, it's that solitude, that simplicity, and that silence. And it's not easy, is it? I'm confessing. I'm, I'm not going to stand before you. I mean, God's not going to let me get away with it anyway. You know, come off like, <laughs> are you kidding me? There'd be a lightning bolt behind me in a second if I tried that. It's hard work to get quiet. You're going to have to work at it. I just wonder... How many times the Lord had fresh insight, valuable insight, that was so important for me in my life at that time that I missed because I didn't reflect on and get quiet with the Lord. I do have to say that I've tried. I think I... I'm not talking about praying. Praying is, that's a different matter, maybe a different topic for another time. I find that this works for me. Maybe it'll work for you if you want to try it. I do my best praying when I'm walking, and walking and talking with the Lord. 
that's my prayer time, my best prayer time. It doesn't mean that I don't, I have a prayer journal, I have a prayer list, I have all of that, I pray. But when I'm just walking and I'm just talking with the Lord, people think I've, I've lost it. I have, but you know, I mean, you know, I, I try to do it, you know, in the quietness of my own office and, and uh, just talking to the Lord, you know, yeah, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Baba. Thank you, Baba. Lord, you know, I, I've got to deal with this and, you know, you can help me with that, right? Yeah, I know you will. You always do. You're so faithful. Thank you, Lord, so much. Just talking. And by the way, prayer is not a monologue. It's a dialogue. I, I know that's a, a corny illustration, but again, if you've got a better one, let me know. You know the, the phone? Oh, I can't use that anymore. That's old. That's antiquated. Now it's the cell phone. It's this. Actually, it's the AirPods, I guess, but... <laughs> That's, that's God speaking to you, and then the speaker on the phone is you praying to God. It's, it's back and forth. How does God speak? Oh, you'll recognize His voice. You know, the sheep know the shepherd's voice when He speaks. And He'll always speak, first and foremost, through His Word. If you think you're hearing God say something to you and it doesn't match up, guess what? (laughs) Doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that ain't the Lord. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it. The truth of the matter is it's so much easier just to be lazy spiritually. And Make no mistake about it, the enemy's right there to dish up a thousand times a day in a thousand different ways anything that you want. Oh, check your email. Check Instagram. I told you I wouldn't do that, but I just did, so might as well. Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, <laughs> all of the above. Okay. And I speak of myself when I say this, as convicting as it is. I wonder if we would but spend a quarter, 25% of the time with the Lord, quiet before the Lord, 25% of the time that we spend texting and on social media, just 25%. I'm so convicted right now. (laughs) You better be too, because don't look at me all smug and spirit. Whoa, speak for yourself, pastor. Man, where's the victory in your life? I know. (laughs) It's hard. You know what happens when we opt for the easy? We pay a heavy price in our Christian lives, especially in these last days. I'm thinking to myself, Lord, (laughs) with what's happening and with what's coming, and (laughs) I'm not spending time with you. Ma'am, when, not if, it comes, and it will, when it hits, I'm going to be ill-prepared. How am I going to survive it, let alone thrive in it? 
I want to close with a parable that Jesus taught in Matthew 7. It's not in my notes, but I think the Holy Spirit would have me to talk about it in closing. We've talked about it on many occasions, even recently, but I think maybe it's apropos and germane to our understanding today. But it's the parable of the two builders. Remember that one? Matthew 7. And so Jesus is comparing these two builders, and apparently they had a lot in common. They're both going to build a house. They both must be close in proximity one to the other, because it seems that they both went to the same church, because they both heard the words of Christ. There was one difference. The one builder built his house on the sand, but the other builder built his house on the rock. So when, not if, the storm hit, and the storm will hit, the house that was built on the sand came crashing down, and Jesus is careful to very specifically say, and when it came crashing down, great was that crash. Interesting. Contrasted with the other builder who built his house on the rock, storm hits, oh, trade winds are up. Unfazed. Why? Because I'm on the rock. Nothing's going to move me. I stand strong. Many years ago, this is in our B.C. days, not before Christ, before children. My wife and I, (laughs) I'm sorry, that was, that never really, I'm so sorry about that. But you get the point. No, when you can travel, you know, that that was that. There, that's good save. That's my story and I'm sticking with it. Before children, (laughs) we would uh, drive to Cannon Beach, Oregon, and we would stay at a Christian conference center there. They would bring in speakers from all over. And, uh, oh, such a great time. And we would go out there to the beach. And there on the beach in Cannon Beach is what they call Haystack Rock. Just right there, man. In the water. And depending on the tide, I mean, you know, low tide, you can get a little bit closer to it. High tide, you're, you know, further away from it. But here the waves are crashing into that rock. And you have these birds on that rock. And if you look close enough, they are not concerned at all about the storm or the waves that are crashing up against that rock. You know what they're doing? They're singing to their Creator. Because they're on the rock. And nothing moves them. Nothing faces them, because they're on the rock. Okay, so what was the difference then? What's the point of the parable? What's the difference between the sand and the rock? Oh, the one who built on the sand was the one who did not put into practice the words of Christ that he heard. The one that built his house on the rock, it didn't fall or crash because he did put into practice the words of Christ. And that's what made the difference. 
Does this sound a little bit like what James said about being merely a hearer of God's Word and not a doer of God's Word? I mean, he even takes it further and says, the one who is only a hearer of God's Word is like someone who looks at themselves in the mirror, that alone, just, whoa, Lord, come quickly. (laughs) That's my lot every morning, but whatever, sorry. So you look at yourself in the mirror, and what happens when you see yourself in the mirror? You make adjustments. You, man, some, we got to get, there's hair where it shouldn't be, hair where it used to be, it's not there anymore. And so we shave, we comb, we brush, we wash, we write. So what's James saying? Yeah, I know this is a little over the top, but you get the point, right? James is saying that's what God's Word's like. So if I'm just a hearer of God's Word, I'm looking at myself and I'm seeing myself as in my true condition, by the way. This is before, what's the apps now that can, man, they've got apps that can make you look, in fact, I need one of those apps to give me more hair and look younger, but man, they make you look so nice. I'm like, wait, who's that? Oh, what an app. They have an app for that now. But let's get back to God's Word. <laughs> There's no app for that in God's Word, because you're looking at God's Word, and oh, oh, I better do, do something about that. I'm a doer of God's Word. I put into practice the words of Christ. Okay, this will be the last closing. (laughs) I know I said I was going to already close, so... But you know what? I've been studying and teaching Bible prophecy for many, many years. And I'm looking at this thing, and I have to, I have to say that I have to step back, and just it's almost like surreal. Because all of these things that I've been talking about and teaching about all of these years, they're, they're happening now. We are so close. We are so close. I'm telling you, Jesus is coming. But that doesn't mean it's not going to get really hard before He does. We could go through infinitely worse difficulties, and even persecution, by the way, before the rapture. Better have that house of your Christian life built on the rock, or you won't stand. It's easy to read the book of 2 Timothy and think it only applies to pastors, but the Word of God is always inclusive. This means you can glean something from every page, no matter who you are. So don't let your social status, job, age, or how long you've been a Christian hinder you from diving into the Bible. It's full of wisdom that you can apply to your life. As you listen to Pastor J.D.'s message today, we pray your faith was impacted in a powerful way. If you missed any part of this message or would like to hear others like it, just visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. There you'll find an archive of teachings as well as other helpful tools in your walk with the Lord. 
We always love to hear from our listeners, too. If you have a specific prayer request or any questions, please don't hesitate to get in touch with us through our contact form on our website. Again, that's inspiritandtruthradio.com. You'll find it under the About tab. If you're in the Kaneohe area, we'd love to connect and have you join us for our worship services. Always feel free to bring your friends and family along, too. It's a great time of fellowship and learning about God with Pastor J.D. Be sure to let us know that you're a listener of In Spirit and Truth when you visit. You can find out more about Calvary Chapel Kaneohe at our website or find us on our media platforms to stay up to date with all things concerning Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. With that, our time with you has come to an end. Thanks for being part of our study in the book of 2 Timothy here today. We hope you'll tune in again right here on In Spirit and Truth. Holy.